Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Carrier. Turn to the experts. You know, we're going to do things a little bit different today. It is Labor Day weekend. We're going to talk about uh, quite a few things as far as labor and whether you're taking a three-day weekend to get projects done or maybe you're just kicking back, relaxing, and uh, not doing much of anything. I'll be straight up honest with you. I'm kicking back and doing a little fishing this weekend. So uh, this is something we preset for you. But I want to start by telling you, use our website, THIPro.com, as a resource. That's what we put it together for. Is So when you have issues around the house, you're looking for a contractor, you're looking for a place to go get something, go to THIPro.com. And go through the contractors. It's broken up into different markets for you. You pick your market and go in and look for what you need. We built it as a resource. And by the way, while you're there, sign up for our newsletter. It goes out every other week, and it's just full of information to help you out. And it's current information. We adjust it according to what's happening at the time. So with that being said... I want to bring Dana Pollard on. And Dana, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hi, thank you, Jim. Thanks for having me. Well, Dana, we talk about real estate with you all, all the time. We got, you know, we got you on the show and uh, I, I hold no bones about it. I've lived all over the state. I moved from the Houston area to the San Antonio area to the Dallas area. And one of the hardest things is finding a decent place to live, especially right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Is it lightening up at all for people who are out house shopping? Well, it is a little bit, and that's a normal thing. So when we get into the months of July and August, there's a normal natural pullback. Now, we did not have that last year in 2020. Right. Okay. But this year, I felt like, okay, it's kind of a little bit of normalcy in the market, a little bit. And I was expecting a slight pullback, and it and we did have that. Okay, uh, so in as opposed to having fifteen to twenty offers on a property, we're right. having like three or four offers on a property. So in some regard, yes, <laughs> there's a little bit of hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm still seeing properties though. I mean, where before, if it was on the market three days, it was gone already. Oh, yes. I, I, at least I'm seeing some stuff hitting five and seven. Yes, yes. We are seeing more homes on the market for, I, I look at the benchmark of seven days. If it's been on the market seven days plus, and then you have a good chance at getting a home. So we are seeing homes on the market a little bit longer. So have sellers gone to the greedy side and overpriced their houses yes. thinking they're going to get offers and that's why some of them are staying on the market longer yes absolutely and they are uh you're going to start seeing some price decreases because of that as well yeah i've, I've noticed that uh especially on the larger homes you yes know, the, the stuff that i i know we don't talk about this much but uh, I follow real estate all the time. Yes. Love real estate. Always have. Well, and you and you uh-huh. know you know my family. We, we've always had properties and stuff. But uh, what I in following and watching stuff, um, I'm seeing a lot more where yeah, people get it priced so high that nobody's even looking at it. And the stuff between two and I would say between 150 and 250 thousand is still it's gone. Oh, absolutely. But when I'm getting into the 500 plus, 
it's taken a few days. Yes, depending on the market. Right. Right, and how hot the city is in particular. But in general, yes, I would say 500 plus, unless you're in Frisco. Yeah. <laughs> well, and since you bring that up, I mean, I, this is a curiosity question on my part. School districts, all the stuff that's happening where uh, the school districts are, you know, fighting with the mask mandates and all that kind of stuff. Has that affected the shopping market at all yet? Not when it comes to mask mandates. Okay. I don't feel it has. You know, mm. uh, you, you see I don't people. feel like it's been a huge hit. I mean, yeah. sure, there's a handful of buyers that are right. like, yeah, no, I don't want anything to do with that. But overall, they're looking for a great school district as opposed to what the mask mandates are. Yeah. And, and just FYI for everybody, this crud will pass. I mean, <laughs> I, I understand COVID's a bad thing. Had COVID, got my vaccinations and everything else. It will pass us by. I personally wouldn't use that as a a guide to where I'm going to buy. Like you just said, I'd be looking at what's the school district in general, because regardless of what the mask mandates are going to be, the school district is still going to either be good or bad. Right, right. And that mask's not making a difference of what the education is your kid's getting. Right, I agree, I agree. So the other issue in the real estate market right now that I'm seeing, we got a lot of people who are thinking uh, there's going to be a a massive market correction and Uh other people who are saying, oh, no, it's going to stay strong for a long time. What are we seeing that's going one way or the other? Well, I would say I don't feel like we're going to have a crash. Okay. Do we have a correction? I would say yes. But I don't think it's going to be so massive that it's going to be a repeat of 2008. 2008 was a bad time. It was a bad time for (laughs) me, too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I know there's going to be a correction of some kind. What do you think this correction is going to be? I feel... When when you don't think it's going to be a crash, what are you you talking about correction-wise? Well, I do feel once we start, once those foreclosures start hitting the market. Which is way past due. Which is way past due. And we, I've already been working with some sellers that are prepping to sell their home now because of, you know, the forbearances. Yeah. <laughs> so with all that being said, I do think that there will be a correction, meaning we are an extreme seller's market. Right. It would be healthy to have more homes on the market, it would be healthy for, for the economy, for buyers, for us to have a correction, to have a more balanced market. Mm-hmm. And so when we find that there are going to be foreclosures or not or foreclosures and home sellers putting their market on their home on the market so that they can avoid, I think that will pump in enough inventory for, you know, the buyers that are on the market to scoop them up. I think investors are, are waiting for the day for foreclosures oh, to yeah. hit the market. <laughs> They're waiting. They're already there. They're already scooping up our one to two to up to $300,000 properties. Right. Well, because they can't afford to wait for the foreclosure ones to hit the market anymore. They're having to go after the regular yes. houses that yes. are at a, at a cheaper price. Cause I know quite a few people in that business. And yes, I mean, they've been dying on the vine for a couple right. years now. Right. We've been forecasting this, you know, downturn for quite a while now. Yeah. Well, and 
the problem is that I see is that it is uh, government made right now in that they're banning the foreclosures and stuff. Yes. Um, and, and I understand the people who are, are looking out ahead now and saying, okay, it looks like this is coming to an end. Time to go ahead and try to sell the house rather than ride it out. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen with the ones, though, that they just say, no, I'm, not, I'm just going to ride it out until it happens? Because I think that's when we're going to take a real beating in the market because there's going to be not just hundreds, but tens of thousands of houses that are going to be foreclosed on all basically at the same time. Now, that whole process takes not just days, weeks, right, months, and sometimes years to, yes. to happen, but we're going to have such a push all at once. That's where I'm afraid we're going to have an overcorrection. I can, I can see... I can see how you think that, but I also, what we sense on our team is because we service so many people from out of state, mm-hmm. that there are so many businesses relocating here. Dana, you haven't heard we're going to close the border? <laughs> no, <I'm teasing>. <laughs> <laughs> But we do, we have so many businesses coming here and they are relocating buyers here. Right. That... Not only do we have investors waiting to purchase foreclosures, yeah, <laughs> me as one of them, uh, but we also have so many companies that are continuing to relocate here. And I mean, we have, I mean, we just have multiple companies that w- they're relocating a thousand people here in the next 12 months. And we're like, whoa, where are we going to find houses for these people? Yeah. So I think that they're in the state of Texas. Now, in the state of California, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, could they have a massive crash? It's possible because they have they great, have a massive exit. They have an right exodus now. going yeah. on, as well as they didn't have the opportunity to work right. to the level that we did here. Still and don't. so, I think if there's a crash across the U.S., Texas is has a bit more cushion than the rest of the states. That one I definitely would agree with. Uh, you know, I've got a, uh, a brother-in-law who lives in California, actually, mm-hmm. from Texas, and he actually just purchased just raw land, and he's going to build a house. He's moving back from <laughs> California. Had enough. Yes, yes. So, I, 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 I get it. I mean, the, it's just a, a different market out there, but... I'm hoping he puts his up for sale soon enough before they do start having massive drops there because they're they're really overinflated. They really are. Now, I, I do think this. This is my overall overarching opinion about real estate. There's a limited supply of land for eternity. Yeah. And yet the population is only increasing, especially in Texas. It's always about supply and demand. Right. That's all it is in real estate. And so I feel, that's why I feel like Texas has a little more cushion. Well, Dana, how can people get in touch with you if they need help with real estate? And it's your, whether they're buying or selling, you can help them. Yeah, thank you. Go to DanaPollardGroup.com or call at 817-994-9630. And let's be specific. You can help people all over the state. It's not just the Dallas market. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, you got time to, to hang on for one more segment? Sure. Because one of the things I'd like to talk with you about, 
we're going to do a little teaser here, is uh, what the interest rates may be doing to the market as well. Because, you know, we've been on this nice low interest rates now, and eventually that's going to change as well. So mm-hmm. we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about interest rates in real estate. We're talking real estate right now. And, you know, I've got Dana Pollard here. And Dana, welcome back. Hi, thank you, Jim. Now, it, it, we've talked a few minutes ago as far as where real estate is and where it's headed and things like that. But interest rate has a lot to do with what people can afford in a house. Yes. And uh, my son just refinanced his house at 2.5%. That, that really makes houses a lot more affordable. And uh, so what, uh, what do you think is going to be happening with the interest rates and how that may affect the real estate market? That's a great question. I'm really putting you on the spot today. Well, <laughs> they did recently announce that they want to keep those interest rates low. But like we were talking off air, they're not going to stay there forever. No, they can't. <laughs> now, I, I do I do have a concern. If interest rates go up at the same time that foreclosures are hitting the market, I feel like we could have some issues. Right. I'm hoping that they'll keep them low at least through that transition because that does help home buyers purchase their buying power right is stronger when the interest rates are low yeah i i'm i went through the uh, jimmy carter years with 14 16 oh and 18 percent interest on real estate and that was just nuts back then and i i i think that would just be devastating to the market right now mm-hmm. it would it would um when interest rates change let's say just Two percent. How much less of a house can people afford typically? I mean, what is that doing with their payments? Because that's what most people are looking at. Is their yeah, they're looking payment. at their monthly payments. I don't have an exact a number, right? But most definitely, there. If if you're looking at a three hundred thousand dollar home, you're suddenly looking at probably two hundred and fifty. <laughs> right? That really took down your uh, available homes on the market. Yes, if you're looking at available homes on the market. It, it's hard. It's hard when those interest rates go up higher. And now I can say this, that employment, uh, the salaries are increasing right now. Shh, don't tell my people that. <laughs> or mine. <laughs> yeah. So, well, this is kind of information that changes on a pretty regular basis, which is one of the reasons you've got a, a TV show starting now, moving up in Texas. It, it's actually right next to Texas Home Improvement's TV show on uh, Channel 55 Quest TV in the Houston market. But t- tell us a little bit what you're going to have on your show. Thank you. Yeah, the show is exciting. It's fun because we are, what we do as a team is we help people narrow down where to live in Texas. And so we help buyers to discover the cities. first because you have to narrow down do you want to live in houston do you want to live in austin do you want to live in dallas i'll let you in on a secret most people don't want to live in houston proper they want to live outside yes yes (laughs) yes (laughs) yes and so we come in and we help them narrow down which city fits their criteria so they may have you know a certain price point maybe a newer home good schools depending on what their criteria is we help them find a city and so that's what the tv show is about it's about narrowing down where to live by city and comparing those cities and allowing a buyer to choose 
you know, which city they want to zone in on to find a home. So when you're looking for these areas that people want to live and such, I mean, let's go over some of the criteria that most people start considering because for the first time home buyer, they kind of focus in on price only. Yes. And they forget there's a lot of other stuff they should be considering. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of those. Sure, sure. So we tend to attract families who want good schools. If they are a first time home buyer, then we either have to go to uh, an older neighborhood, established, subdivision yeah. established, uh, so that their prices can stay lower. Mm hmm. Or they have to go far out. <laughs> then you get that dreaded drive time to work. Then you get the dreaded ti- ti- drive time. So we help people based on price point is a big deal right. of where they're going to live. If schools are important, that's a high criteria. And then we kind of go from there. If there's a commute time to work at which they want to stay within, many people want to stay within 45 minutes, so we'll kind of pinpoint it. So that's just kind of our process. That's kind of some of the criteria that people are looking for. Yeah, 45 minutes. That's. I mean, I, I personally wouldn't want to go over that as a daily yeah. drive time. That's a lot. I, I say people in Texas, once we get to that 45 minutes, that's kind of our max. That's kind of a cultural thing. I know that some people do drive longer and yeah. some, you know, I think the average is 20 to 30 minute commute. Yeah. Uh, but people from out of state, if they're used to an hour commute, hour and a half, yeah, 45's okay. <laughs> I don't know why I say that. I mean, I go back and forth between Houston and Dallas every single yeah, week. No so. joke. <laughs> <laughs> What's a little commute here and a there? A four-hour commute. Yeah. All right. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be back with more Texas Home Improvement. We're going to jump into some questions and answers on your home improvement. Hey, Terry. It's Jim Dutton with Texas Home Improvement. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm doing just fine. How are you doing today? Doing all right. Hey, I, I, uh, you sent me an email question. Uh, so you got a 4,000 square foot home, two story. You're, you're running the thermostat upstairs at 75 degrees uh, day in, day out. Uh, 75 degrees downstairs. And uh, at night, you turn it down to 71. Two four ton units. So they're two separate units. Uh, with a 14 seer rating and you're asking is is that the most economical way to to be running your system and you know actually that that is a great way to be running it the the biggest mistake a lot of people make is they try to do too big a swing between the day and night temperatures that they're trying to run three to four degrees is is pretty much the most that you want to run uh, now the seventy-five degrees upstairs. You're saying nobody's staying upstairs. Are you, are you going up there much though? No, or? we don't. We might go up there once, twice a day, but for a short period of time. But no, the master bedroom is on the bottom floor. Right. Uh, that being the reason we turn it down in the evening. Okay. Well, the only thing that I could suggest is if you're not using the upstairs at all, if you wanted to creep that up maybe one more degree, that would be fine. But I personally, on my own place, 75 is pretty much where I set it at as well. Uh, as far as the, you know, you're running a four-degree swing between daytime and nighttime, uh, I would probably drop that down to three degrees. Uh, a lot of times people don't realize, but it takes more energy to cool a place back down than it does to just maintain it. 
So bring that just a little bit closer, and I, I think that'll help you a, a little bit as well. Okay. that's Yeah, I think, you know, and the difference between 1 and 71 and 72 is minimal anyway. And we have a, a fan in the master bedroom, a ceiling fan, that circulates the air, uh, you know, very well. So sure. So that, 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 that helps a lot as well. Yeah, now, we'll, we'll give that a try. The biggest thing you're going to have to watch is – during the, 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 really this time of year, when our temperatures at night uh, start cooling off, uh, you're going to find that the system may not run enough to keep the humidity levels down. And if that happens, you're going to have to just drop it another degree or two in order to have it kicking on to drop that humidity level because that can make you more uncomfortable than the temperature itself does. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's uh, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, and that's we, just that's just a temporary yeah. thing each year, though. Yeah, yeah. That's I understand. So okay, great, great. So I'm in pretty good. I'm doing my best I can. Maybe move it one more degree and we'll be yeah. All right. and, and actually, what I was talking about is take the 75 and dro- maybe drop that to 74. But if you want to go the opposite direction and and raise the 71 to 72, that's fine as well. Uh, usually, we, uh, a three degree swing is is pretty good. Okay, we do have a one thing that you know our foyer, our entrance hallway, is opened all the way up to the second floor, and uh, so any heat, so to speak, that generates on the first floor immediately finds yep. way upstairs. Yes, sir. Yeah, and so and that's kind of why I left it at seventy five. Otherwise, it it can get a little warm up there. But. Yeah. Well, you know, it, back in, in the old days, we built all the houses for the hot air to rise up. That's the reason ceilings were like 10 and 12 feet, because the hot air would go up into those ceilings, and the lower portion would stay a lot more comfortable that way. Somewhere we thought we got smarter than Mother Nature and, and started building these lower ceilings. But uh, you know, <laughs> as, as time is going on, I think we're starting to – tune into that a little bit better and how we can better control temperatures in our homes. Yes, sir. I, that, and that, that, that's very true. And of course, and you, you visit the homes, the old uh, historical homes in Galveston, they all have transit yep. doors or transit windows, I guess they're called where they expect the, the, the heat to move. You yep. Know, yep. And up in the seating area. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Terry, I appreciate you uh, uh, taking our call and uh, thanks for listening. Well, thank you, and I certainly do enjoy your show. I, you got, and then I, I like to. I, I use your website occasionally as well too, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, thanks a lot. Just a reminder: it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Hi, Jim. I, I'm in need of either getting my home repiped or having a lining put in the galvanized water pipes. Can you give me any recommendations of companies that deal with the lining or even both to determine which way I need to go with this? Thanks, David. Well, you know, for quite a few years there, the lining, which is called the e-pipe system, was extremely popular because it was a kind of an inexpensive way of redoing the pipes. Now, it does have a, a couple of shortcomings, one being if you ever have a plumber come work on the home, you need to make sure that uh, he understands that, that it's got that material in the pipes because it makes a difference on how he does things. But beyond that, 
The system works great. I don't have any issues with it. But when PEX pipe plumbing came out and, and started getting real popular, that actually put the e-pipe system kind of on the back burner simply because you can get brand new pipes for the same and sometimes even less than using the e-pipe Duraflow system. And so that's really overtaken the market because both systems are going to have to have some holes in the sheetrock here and there in order to make hookups and stuff. The reason you couldn't do it before with regular pipes was they were rigid and you couldn't make the bends and stuff to get them installed down the walls. But with the flexibility of PEX plumbing, it makes it very easy to drop it down walls and then fish it out through the holes and, and get it hooked up to everything. Some of the huge advantages to going with PEX versus just an a e-pipe system, and I'll go back to the freeze again. When the pipes freeze, and it will happen again that we get a freeze like that, as the water expands, so does the pipe when you use PEX plumbing. And then when the pipes thaw out, the PEX goes back to size, and it doesn't burst the pipe the way it happens with galvanized pipes, copper pipes, or PVC pipes. It's just a much more durable system. And let's let's face it, you got a brand new plumbing system versus an old one that's been doctored up to, to buy you some more years. So uh, realistically, that's what you're going to be looking at. So I got an email in from Gina in Rawlett. She says, since working from home, now notice tons of house issues. <laughs> Don't we all notice that from being at home for a while? Home built in 2000. Why do the ceilings in some rooms now have a wavy look instead of a smooth sheetrock as before? Rooms in question are on the same side of the house. Ceilings in separate area of house are fine. What's going on with my ceilings? Well, I'll bet you it's a humidity issue. A lot of people don't think about the humidity, but the humidity in the attic can actually cause the sheetrock to start to sag a little bit. And, you know, if it's causing the sheetrock to sag, it's also messing with the insulating factors of the insulation. You know, so often people think uh, the builders screwed up and put things too far apart, but that's usually not the case, especially if the house has been around for a while. So what we need to check is the ventilation in the attic. And what you're probably going to find is there were soffit vents on one side of the house, but not the other, and that is affecting the sheetrock on the side of the house that does not have proper ventilation. I hope that helps you out with that problem. Another email that came in. This came in from uh, Paradise, Texas, from Arda. My home burned in 2006. Finally got it rebuilt in 2010. The master bathroom had installed a shower out of the Star Wars. Corner shower with acrylic surround, TV, radio, tub shower, rainfall shower, steam, etc., 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 and a light show my grandkids loved. And it's 10 years later, I have very hard water. The diverter valve that controls everywhere the water goes has failed. And I cannot find another one. There is not a component plumber out here that will locate it for me, fix it for me, or, or do anything. So it's not working. I'm, I'm going to have to rip out this very expensive shower and replace it for lack of a valve that is less than three feet long, can you help me? Well, 
I, I would tell you this is a, a, a probably a process of the plumbers being too darn lazy to get the right part for you. I understand being out in Paradise, Texas, there's probably not a lot of plumbing supply stores around that have it. But if you'll call into uh, either uh, oh, Ferguson Plumbing Supply, Moore Plumbing Supply, Morrison Plumbing Supply, give them what brand it is and what you're doing, I will bet you money they can supply you with a diverter. The biggest problem is going to be you're probably going to have to do some sheetrock repair afterwards because they're going to have to have access to the backside, whoever puts it in for you, in order to hook up all the pipes. But it is definitely available and should be able to die. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.